Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time, your host, Stu Palmer. Well, we are back. It is episode 148 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, exclusively on the Sports Social Network the only place for sports, UK podcasts, the only one over in this country, dedicated to all sorts of different sports, and I'm proud to be on their network. And have I got a guest today for you? My guest is waiting in the wings, and we've been trying to do this for a while. It's veteran pro wrestler, Knight, on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. We We finally did it. The schedules have finally matched up and we finally got to this point. I was rocking out to the music before. I was already geared up. But now that it's actually happened, I'm actually on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's a miracle. I, it's, it's a blessing. I feel I'm very happy to be here. We finally did it, Stu. We finally did it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's Evade Escape. That is the band from um, the Midlands in the UK. So not too far away from where you are in Manchester presently. But yeah, yeah, Evade Escape, man. I'll send you some bits over after we've done this live. Sure, they got me all jacked up for the podcast. Absolutely. absolutely. Now, Joey, you've done so much in pro wrestling. We're going to go chronological with this one today. And it was you getting your start and being trained by Ron Hutchison, obviously Bruce Hart and Keith Hart many, many years ago. Now, I think you started training in 97, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, around 97. Yeah, yeah. So how it was is was me and my brother always just always wrestled always we're just beating the hell out of each other in our in our bedroom or anywhere we just wrestle wrestle wrestling as a kid you always say you know when i grow up i'm going to be a wrestler when i grow up i'm going to be a wrestler so all our friends said that uh my brother went to the real world like he's a couple of years older than me not much but a couple of years older so he graduated high school went into the real world before me so when i was in high school he like went off to the city because we lived in canada we lived in niagara falls ontario 
he went off to the city of Toronto and he'd work. And one weekend he came back and said, you know what? The real world sucks. Let's be wrestlers. We always said we want to be wrestlers. Let's just go do it. So we had to like, this was back in the day when wrestling wasn't like there's wrestling schools in every town. We literally were like, okay, how do you become a pro wrestler? So we had to do like the work all ourselves. There was nothing advertised, be a wrestler, this or that. Um, and then we literally, we thought, well, the hearts, the hearts are like, you know, the gods of pro wrestling. So we had to figure out how to get to that heart dungeon that we've seen on TV that was so famous with WWE all the time. So we literally got a phone book, a Calgary phone book from the library. And we looked up every heart, everyone who had the last name heart, we called until there was two Stuart hearts. And I remember making the phone call and, you know, it rang and rang. And then I heard, eh, eh, hello, eh. and I'm like, oh, I think this is one. It's like, is, is this Stuart? He's like, this is Stu. Who's this? And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, me and my brother want to be wrestlers. Um, can we wrestle at the dungeon? And literally, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me talk to the boys. And then Bruce Hart called us back and he said, if you guys are willing to fly, which is like, Niagara Falls is here and Calgary's like, way, way. Kenna's huge, obviously. And so he's like, if you guys are willing to fly over here, we'll be willing to train you. So me and my brother did that. Just out of nowhere, we packed up our bags, hopped on a plane, flew to Calgary with like nowhere to go, nowhere to be. So it was this lovely time when you're just like, just young and stupid enough to do these crazy things. And we uh, got an Airbnb and we just started wrestling from there. And it was, it was insane. Yeah. How was it with Ron? We know Ron trained so many of the guys that ended up in WWE. I'm doing a disservice. I'm sure there's so many independent talents as well that came through with Ron Hutchison, a well-known name within Canada for training. You know, he wrestled years prior to that. So, yeah, the time with Ron Hutchison as well, as well as the hearts. So, 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 so many people he's trained that were just, yeah, amazing talent. It always happened because of our size and our stature and – the way we go about stuff, so me and my brother formed a tag team after we we were in the dungeon called the All-Nighters. We tried off some of our first matches. We tried off being like, because everyone's like, you guys from the dungeon, you guys have to be like tough as nails, this and that. We tried that, and the crowd absolutely hated it because we're short guys. We're under six foot tall, and it wasn't really our character. We're trying to be these tough guys, and people just booed us out of the building. So we're like – let's just be ourselves. And we were like really goofy, crazy guys. Like in this picture here, yeah, that's, that's the real us. So we went 180, the other direction. Like, let's be the biggest goofs we could possibly be. So every time we showed up to a promotion, we, the, we created a bit of a buzz because like we just put in the work and we did all the shows we could possibly do. Created a bit of a buzz. So we'd get our foot in the door to these promotions and they'd always look at us like, uh, when we walk in the door, like, okay, all right, I guess you guys are already here. We might as well give you a shot. And then we'd always have to win them over. So same thing with Ron Hutchison. He like looks us up and down. He's like, oh, uh, I guess so. You're already here. You might as well do it. So we wrestled uh, a Canadian tag team, the Hollywood Hunks. And it was uh, one of the first times we wrestled them. And then we just wrestled them endlessly throughout Canada, these guys. And we put on a good enough show. It was a show with Terry Funk, Sabu. So it's a, it was a big deal for a Toronto show. And um, yeah, Ron instantly took a liking to us. And he's like, oh, you guys are good kids. And he's got like one of those personalities too. He's like, oh, wonderful. Oh, oh. And he's like, you know what? I like you guys. And then from then on, we became really, really good buddies. So I'm really good friends with Ron now. He's like a, a, he's like family to us now. But yeah, it was it's very cool. And then from there, we just we did everything that ron could possibly do which was incredible and there's one i don't know if you'll mention it or not but there is a one event they have in toronto which is the cne and they call it the iron man tournament and the cne is the canadian national exhibition it's like the world's fair but it goes on for 90 days so we had 
Ron Hutchinson and did three matches for these these like for the 90 days or whatever and we tried to do as many as I can and they had a tournament and whoever completed the most matches won the tournament I didn't get to do it but my my brother tag team partner sexy monkey he did it he got to the point I did enough matches but he did like hundreds of matches so I don't know how he's still walking now but he did within the span of whatever you many days the CNE is he wrestled three times a day endlessly and it went up to over 100 matches he did yeah so he, he did it he won the iron man tournament but that was like intense i've, I've never i've never heard of that i've learned something there joey there we go. Yeah. you taught me something i love i love it when i find out something new within yeah. the wrestling biz from many years ago so yeah and i've learned something there man fast forwarding a little bit though you were in ovw in ovw ohio about the wrestling so yeah just i know it's obviously fast forwarding a little bit but yeah your time your time there just how was it as an experience, you know, another place where everyone was coming through developmental? Anybody who's anybody past present came through there, didn't they? That's it. In in same, like just like how our life, like I said, for two two short guys from Niagara Falls, Canada, the things we've accomplished is like even still I look back at it, it's like this is insane. So we did Heart Dungeon, which is like a dream come true. Ron Hutchison just trained anyone who's anyone. Through all that, we started helping out with USWF, which is a US promotion. And one of our first students, there was this girl in Lita pants with long hair and we're like, oh, who is this? And then, you know, she introduced herself as Beth, whatever. It turned out we trained Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon. So that was the very first thing me and her, me and her and my brother and a few other guys, we all trained in this um, attic in Elmira, New York. So we would drive from across the border, drive from Canada to Elmira, New York, train these kids in the ring that was falling apart half the time, have to be wrestling in the ring, just fall apart. So you don't have to prop the ring back up and then keep going. Uh, yeah, lo and behold, you know, we started training this girl named Beth. We started getting booked on shows. We got her in touch with Ron Hutchison. Started, she started making a name for herself, basically, on the women's circuit. And she started getting in all these dark matches with WWE, or at least getting backstage, basically. And then through there, she met uh, Eugene, so Din, Nick Dinsmore, mm-hmm. and Molly Holly, and they were backstage. She'd always get invited backstage, but it was a different time thing. She was pretty muscular and stuff, and they weren't really looking for the muscular thing. They're more pointing towards the divas and so she'd go backstage and say hello so she'd just sit there and just say we don't have nothing for you kid we have nothing for you kid and then one day nick dinsmore said hey you have a bit of a look about you and then she made friends with molly holly who was also kind of didn't fit the mold and they got talking they said why don't you come to ovw and she's like because i'm just a broke kid i don't know i you know she was living in canada at that time she's like i'm a broke kid in canada i don't know how i could afford that and then uh one day she got a call from danny davis who runs ovw and he's like hey Molly Holly just paid your tuition to get to OVW, so come on over. So we just uprooted our life because then when she got in, I got in, my brother got in. So we literally were in Canada. It's like, well, we're moving the same thing. Just like that stupid, like young enough to be stupid enough to be like, let's just move to Kentucky. So we just got everything moved to Kentucky. And it was like, it's just cool. Cause that's like you said, that's, that was the, you know, the NXT before NXT was OVW. So for us to do that, everything was like, just blew our mind every week there was a show and you were just trained by you know they had al snow there they had paul Heyman there they had just everybody who was everybody was was there so it was we're always just pinching ourselves me and my brother always look at each other like how are we here what is what's going on so we'd always have a conversation we never lost like sight of that we're like this is a huge deal how are we there so even just because they had like official wwe rings those 20 foot rings we're excited just to be in that rings like i put up a wwe ring today i, I took bumps in a wwe ring today so it was it was just just crazy yeah yeah intense too another intense thing so you do training you know every single day you'd have class and then you do shows on the weekends and you would do a show 
in the Davis Arena, which would always be just a jam-packed crowd. But you do, you know, crazy, crazy shows. I remember, like, so they do the Davis Arena shows, and it'd be full of 500 screaming fans. It'd be awesome. And then they do shows on the on the weekends, but the shows are more just so they can send tapes of the wrestlers to WWE to see what's going on. So they didn't promote it so much. So I remember there was like a match. I was wrestling Bobby Lashley and we were in front of about seven people, maybe. And I'm like, this is bizarre. Like this is Bobby Lashley. And I'm, and there's seven people here. So I have to find that videotape. I'm digitizing all these like videos that I have back in my mom's house in Canada. I have to find the tape of me and Bobby Lashley. And where is it? Elizabethtown, Kentucky, in front of like seven people. You can't, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so weird. And, you know, say Randy Orton came back from an injury, or John Cena came back from an injury. They would show up and do this match in front of, you know, so you'd be there, like you said, Elizabethtown, Kentucky, 12 people in the audience, and then John Cena's there. Like, what is going on? So it was, it was surreal all the time. It was just insane. Yeah. Amazing, amazing recalling all that. Yeah. Just obviously, you've said about taking on Bobby Lashley. Any other matches? That, that stand out for you at that time in OVW, man. I'd love to hear about some more matches you have. I'm sure you have countless matches. Yeah, but it's like all the time, all like the people I made friends with, like now you just think of it, it's like, wow, that's so insane. But um, Nick Nemeth all the time, me and buddies, like I was buddies with Nick Nemeth, so you're wrestling Nick Nemeth one day and you're wrestling, you know, Johnny Jeter one day who came off to be Spear Squad. Crime time, like I said, Bobby Lashley, like the Nick Dinsmore is the everyone la resistance the like every single person that was in ovw like you just casually arresting them and it's just so surreal some of like through that then of course you, you get your your dark match and stuff like that and i'm just gonna say like the probably the the best match the person i wrestled who i'll never get to say i wrestled like was triple h so i was me and my brother were in the ring just pre a wwe show we're still pinching ourselves like we're in this is like we're at smackdown and it was that's where La Resistance pops into my head. They were working on a finisher and they're saying, Hey, you. So they're like, you know, trying moves out on me. Then Triple H is like, No, no, try this. So Triple H got me. I'm like, to have the time. I'm like, I'm wrestling Triple H. I'm wrestling Triple H. So like, Triple H, come here, kid. He's just like wrestling with me and he's trying these moves and he's just, you know, decimating me with everything. And I'm like, Oh my God, I, I'm wrestling Triple H. I can tell people this. I'm like, somebody take a picture. I'm like, you know, I wish somebody had a camera to see it because that's like one of those claims of fame. It's like, Yeah, I wrestled Triple H. It took like 18 different finishers, but yeah, I wrestled Triple H. So. Amazing, Joey. A weird, weird, bizarre world I live in, yeah. Absolutely. Piers Austin of Shooting the Shit Uncensored out in Australia. He's also a podcaster, wrestling podcaster. Yeah. How, how's it going, Piers? Friend of the show, friend of his show. So, yeah. Hey, lads. Yeah, I see him, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Just, I bet it's just a pinch yourself moment in a Triple H, man. Everything though, like, like, because then it you know leads to all these like toys behind me. I'm like insane about the things I love with toys and wrestling, and I've had every single wrestling toy like imaginable. So when we're sitting there at Raw, I'm like touching the table and I'm just whispering to brother, because you're not supposed to, you know, especially back then. Now you can be like a fan of everything. Then you were supposed to be like, if you're backstage, you'd be cool. Don't pretend you're a fan. You're just, you're just business, business. I'm like, it's like talking to, you know, my brother and I'm like, I'm going to touch the ring announcer table. It's like, I have a toy of this. I'm touching it. It's like, I have a toy of this. This is a toy I have at home. And I'm just like, everything was just insane. So I'm just like touching everything. Cause I was like, you know, a super fan is led into the world of wrestling somehow. And I'm just like taking everything in. Cause yeah, I don't take things for granted, but I'm like, this is insane. So yeah, every aspect of it was bizarre. Even you're in the arena and it's empty. I'm like, this is like the video games I play. This is the hallway that I go through when you, you know, unlock the backstage secrets. Yeah. Just crazy for, for me, it was just like, yeah, dream come true. Every single day is like dream come true. Dream come true. You just don't like lose sight of it. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's just a fan. I, I get that from a fan perspective, not, not as a worker, not as a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. If you just hear Bit it'd, you. Be like, it'd be like any of us going into it, you know, yeah. getting the experiences you've had. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you're let into this world and they're like, okay, go in the ring. And like they'd always have uh, before like pre, pre-shows, they have everybody line up around the ring. So you'd be all the like whatever, all the OBW guys or all the wrestler guys. And you just tag in and you do like matches. And I'm trying to recall all the names, but I'd, you just wrestle, you know, you'd be tagging. Oh, you're wrestling like I said, John Cena. And then, oh, you're tagging in, you're wrestling, you know, Randy Orton or something for like even like a couple of seconds. Like it's just so bizarre. Like you're trying not to like fanboy out when you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to. You know, take the zip toss and then you tag it out. And you're like, wow, where am I? You always ask yourself, like, what is happening? Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Now, I'm going to fast forward a bit more. I'm getting on to main roster. Now, you did some bits and pieces on the main roster. I'm going to fast forward to WrestleMania 23. Donald yeah. Trump, the Battle of the Billionaires. Yeah. You were involved in that. So, yeah, just getting to be involved at WrestleMania 23, man, in, in Detroit. I bet that was just unbelievable the the like the circumstances involved in that was just like just beyond bizarre so like i said it was it was ovw where like you, you don't get you don't want to show everyone how much of a fan you are you have to like kind of really keep it on the down low and then one day i remember mike bucci was um who's nova and simon dean he's had an insane career uh he became the talent relations so he called one day and beth answered the phone and he's like hey uh does Joey want to have his head shaved by Donald Trump? And she's like, I'm like Joey, join your head shaved by Donald Trump. It's like, whoa, 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 what, what, what do you need? What? What back up? Like, I don't, I don't get what's going on here. And she's like, I don't know. Mike Bucci's on the phone. He's asking if you want your head shaved by Donald Trump. I was like, yeah, elaborate. I thought it must be a rib. Somebody's picking on me. Somebody is, this has got to be some kind of joke. And then he elaborated. He said, Donald Trump ha- has never done manual labor in his life. He's afraid that he doesn't know how to use clippers. So he's really going to need somebody to practice on pre-WrestleMania. And he's like, we'll fly you to WrestleMania. We'll pay you. Um, you he had, so it was me and my brother. He's like, we'll get you both to WrestleMania 23. Donald Trump will try these clippers on your head, make sure he knows how to do it. So when it's live, there's no goof ups. And I'm like, I'll call him back. And I hung up the phone. It's like, are they picking on me? He's like, where's, where's the like punchline of this joke? And we're like, who knows? Even if it is, even if it's a joke, it's worth the shot. So then I called him back. He's like, yep, I'll do it. Let's do it. So WrestleMania 23 comes by and literally they, they fly us down to Detroit and we're backstage and then they're like, okay, come on kids. So it was, yeah, me in the leather chair in Donald Trump's personal dressing room. He had, like I said, leather chairs, everything. He had like a bougie dressing room. So I'm sitting in this chair. There's Stone Cold Steve Austin here. There's Bobby Lashley there. There's Vince McMahon there. And there's Donald Trump here. And he's like trying out these clippers and they're talking over the match and everything. And Donald Trump's saying, oh, uh, I, I know Kung Fu. So if you guys need to get me in, involved, I know how to do a Kung Fu kick and everything. And I'm looking at this mirror that's going on. I'm like, what is my life right now? And I see Vince McMahon and uh, Stone Cold rolling their eyes at each other. Like, no, no, you're okay, Trump, you're okay. And they're looking at each other like, oh my God, this guy is an idiot. And I'm like, just sitting there, like taking it out as he's shaving my head. Like, this is bizarre. And like I said, they're always like, don't be a fan, don't be a fan. But at this point, Mike Bucci said, you better get a picture of this because nobody on earth is going to believe you. So I did. I was like, whipped out the phone. I was like, listen, we need a picture of this because regardless of what happens, yeah, we need a picture of this. So I did get my picture of me and Trump with my head shaved. It was just 
insanely cerebral. But like I said, just sitting there, like I always remember that, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, Bobby Lashley, and then Donald Trump. I'm like, what is, and I'm, like I said, again, I'm this kid from a small town near Niagara Falls, Canada, and now I'm not a hulking thing or whatever. Like, you know, I'm just, just a regular looking guy and I'm this far in wrestling, just insane. And then you get paid for it as well. So I got a WrestleMania paycheck. And then later that that night, there's like, hey, we need druids. So me and my brother got to be druids. And it, that is just mind-blowing. So I remember the conversation we had as kids. We would be like, we were pointing, you know, the guys who opened the doors, uh, King of the Ring. I remember as kids, we pointed, like, even if I got to be that guy, I'd be satisfied in my life. And we're like, oh, my God, I get to be druids. That's a step up from the guy who opened the door at King of the Ring. So, and then to have a paycheck with our name on it. It says WrestleMania. So we made sure we photocopied that before cashing it. It's like, we made a paycheck for WrestleMania. It's like... This is insane because it would never, never in our lives do we say, oh, I want this many matches. I want this much money. I want to have this championship. It's like, I just want to be a part of this universe in some way. So to have that, it's still, we have like a frame check. This is WrestleMania, their name on it. It's like, we made a paycheck for WrestleMania. We got to be Druids for Undertaker. That was insane too. They just get a bunch of guys and they put you in robes and they just trust you not to kill yourself with a torch you're like yeah uh walk out there here's a torch so they just they blindfold you they basically almost blindfold you you can't see out of this this hood light a giant torch and we're just like walking out there and like you're just you see like there's eighty thousand people like this is the best day like so I'm just mumbling up a stuff like oh my god this is a, this is the best day of my life and then i'm like almost caught my brother's head on fire it's like oh, oh i'm gonna kill my brother <laughs> okay it's like okay undertake oh my god so it's so many things going through your head at that time but it's just yeah another one of those moments again like i've had so many moments like what is happening with my life yeah so cool man honestly it's just from perspective again like just being in amongst that the, the future president of the usa as well the fact that he was there you know obviously standing within within the world everyone knows donald trump but yeah just mad mad man like, just crazy Bizarre, yeah, yeah. so crazy for you yeah that's that's that is it and then so afterwards because like OVW didn't pay you great. So I was working at Toys R Us because I said love for toys, love of wrestling. So I was wrestling at OVW and I worked at Toys R Us. I didn't fully tell them what I was doing. I was like, just because I had the weekend off. I was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to got a thing to do. Then I came back with a bald head and they're like, hey, what did you do to your hair? And I'm like, got my head shaved by Donald Trump. And like, no, no, what did you do? I was like, I've got, I got my head shaved by Donald Trump. And like, so I'm showing them the picture of my phone. They still thought I was just like a lunatic that like photoshopped this. So they never believed me the whole time. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yep, sure you did, sure you did. Like, the rest of the time I worked there, like, oh, that's a crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just such a weird balance between yeah regular life and then you go off on the weekend and you're yeah superstar and then back to putting toys on the shelf at Toys R Us. Crazy, crazy. A bit of normality though at the same time. Yeah, it keeps you humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Bring yourself back down a little bit. I'm sure that was that was hard to bring yourself. Back oh yeah. Up. I would have been the same. I would have been the same, man. Because being part of WrestleMania means you get to go to the WrestleMania after party, which is another mind blowing thing. You're like, so we're there at WrestleMania. Like I said, we're dancing with Jeff Hardy and you know, and mankind and stuff. And like, <laughs> this is bizarre. And yeah, Shane McMahon's walking by and Stephanie and like it's just just so surreal. And it was like a bougie bougie. There's big WrestleMania ice sculptures, and it was like the fancy things I've ever been to. And we're not like getting kicked out. They're like, no, no, you're part of the show. You're allowed in. Beyond beyond bizarre, yeah. Unbelievable, Joey. I've got to move on to wrestling figures, and you have got countless figures of yourself that have been produced. Yeah, cello toys, if I'm not mistaken, there. So, yeah, as you can see, but also you've got some news because Rush Collectibles are doing a couple of figures as well. So, I'd love to ask you about that. I'm going to put some graphics up 
of the new figures that are due out. Amazing. So the, for the Rush collectible ones, so it all started with like, yeah, all started with the Chella toys, but these are the Rush collectibles. There's a Joey minifig coming out. That should be, you should be able to buy it now. You can buy it on wrestlingasylum.com, rock and roll collectibles in the UK.com. Uh, Rush collectibles is a new toy company getting in on like the, the retro up uprising with the figures and they got a touch of me because they've seen with the cello toy they've seen um how good it was doing actually like for me just being like i said just just a guy there's a ton of sales that have gone for the cello toy so the guys who were selling the cello toys actually got a hold of rush and they said hey listen you really got to get a hold of this joey knight guy i know he's not a huge name or anything but his toys are actually selling so rush collectibles got a hold of me and said hey we're making some toy lines would you like to do something it's like of course i would of course i would you don't have to ask twice of course i want to be yeah twice so that's the joey knight minifig uh yeah it's about yay big those ones should be coming out like you can buy them now they should be coming out any month now like they're they're in production and then that's another like just mind-blowing thing so that's the extreme joey knight figure which is similar to the ecw style figures so they're doing retro but instead of like the hasbro retro they're doing the old school ecw big guys that have like piles of there too so looking forward to that too don't know exactly when they're releasing that one but i mean another one that's just insane yeah so going from like and it was like my life's mission i've said it like before literally when i'd pump myself up in the mornings i look in the mirror i was like you are gonna have your own action figure and i didn't know how you know it's like no idea how i was like one day you will have your own action figure now lo and behold i got like tons lots and lots and lots of plastic jerseys out there in the world so <laughs> don't give up that's that's the that's the lesson don't give up on yourself because that's it now rush collectibles has tons of toys in me yeah and unbelievable again just like the fact the kid in you must be just like crazy yeah it's testament to you and, and then the guys that are creating them you know right yeah exactly so that's that's it when when i had the opportunity to do this this first joey toy i'm like I'm just going to, I'm going to go with it. I'm sure I'm going to be the only person buying this toy. And it wasn't the case. They, when they sold out and they sold out quick, it's like, wow, this is insane. And it just comes from same thing. Like, you know, trying to speak up on like podcasts and speak up on Facebook live or whatever, and just letting people see what I did. And then people look back on it. Oh, back in. Then people look back on it and like, Oh wow, this is pretty cool. This is a nice guy. And they buy it. And like, all the toys are gone yeah all the toys are sold out and then there was variance because the toys already made and like i said it's already rolling so there's facebook groups and whatnot they said can we get in the toy business kind of like they always express interest in getting in the toy business like well i get you in the joey toy business if you want because i know the factory i know the people who make the molds and so now there's five variants of joey toy beyond these three variants there's um there's the three points of articulation podcast there's a legion of hasbro group there's a monday night quiz which is another facebook group there's rock and roll collectibles which is a toy store and they have their own each one has their own joeys and um it's it's insane so those are coming out now those are like being processed currently those ones already sold out within like minutes that's when it was crazy because these guys were like they wanted to get in the toy business like i can get you in the joey toy business and they like oh they're really like yeah but there's so many toys out of you already Ooh, i don't know so they each did their own little like live event and within like minutes or seconds they were gone their toys are gone so like oh so now they're all they're happy but i mean that was shocking for me too because even i was like I, I don't know if there's a market for it but there's people out there that just want to support the little guys i guess yeah yeah but it, it was very cool so those are gone too 
This photo, this is to my good friend Kevin, Kevin Williams, who's produced two wrestling figure, action figure books. And he's been on Chris Jericho's podcast recently as well. Big Kev, only about 30, 40 minutes away from me here on the North Wales coast. But yeah, that, that was one that you'd signed to Kevin there to Big Kev, man. So yeah, I, I, I robbed that. I robbed that off his page because I knew he'd have an action. <laughs> yeah, you knew that. <laughs> that is awesome. It's just amazing. Just crazy. Crazy. I can only imagine. I can only imagine the joy it's brought you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Right. Moving on to acting. <laughs> Typically, I'm going to talk about fighting with my family. Mm -hmm. I went to the cinema to watch this on the day of release. So yeah, being on fighting with my family, obviously, about Paige and the Knight family. Just what what an honor for you to be involved in that. Oh, and it's like, again, one of those insane things. So through wrestling so like my i i'm even when i got from city Street, so through wrestling it defined me wrestling toys and batman i'm obsessed with batman when i was in ovw we like and i always wanted i said if i wasn't a wrestler maybe i want to be a movie star or an actor or something like that you know like all these these grand dreams i were in ovw they were filming the dukes of hazard movie and i saw like just a thing on how to be an extra for the dukes of hazard it was in like louisiana it was like 12 hours away but I was like, ooh, let's try to be in the Dukes of Hazard. So we called up this number. It's like, hey, we're nowhere near where you guys are filming. You said you only want locals, but we kind of want to be in the movie. And like, if you're going to drive here, you come on over. We'll make sure you get paid and everything. Because I guess it was like a free thing. So we got Jamin Olavencia, who's now in like Impact Wrestling and all that. He's made a bit of a name for himself. And me and my brother, the sexy monkey, Robin Nightwing. We got in a car. We drove 12 hours. And we did the movie with like Sean William Scott and Jessica Simpson. And then we just showed up. And they're like, are you the guys that drove like a crazy amount of time to be here? I was like, yeah, because we drive that for shows. Like we would drive 12 hours every month. We would do a show in Boston for NECW. And it was 12 hours. So we'd drive 12 hours, wrestle 20 minutes say your goodbyes, have some food, and then back in the car, drive 12 hours, because it's just live. And you'd show, because you had to show up for work the next day. So, you know, you'd show up at your, whatever, I worked at a restaurant at that time. So it was nothing for us to hop in the car and drive 12 hours. Like, you guys are crazy. So they made sure we got paid. They made sure we got little spots in the movie and everything. It's like, oh, I like this. I could do this. So I was in Kentucky, and they started, they were filming The Dark Knight in Chicago, which, same thing. It was like, six hours away. I found out what name it was being worked under, because I'm a Batman super fan. Got in on it, and then just, they said, oh, are you nearby? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm right down the road. Like, what's your address? I'm like, uh, uh, uh I'm staying with my friend? Like, because I didn't live anywhere near Chicago. And they're like, okay, well, we're filming tomorrow. Again, got in my car, drove six and a half hours, and I got to be part of the dark night. So I just did that. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And I got into the movies. And then I saw they were filming the movie for the Knights, who we wrestled for all the time. Because my brother and I would go to, to England for the summer and we'd wrestle at the Pontons and Butlins and all that stuff where the entertainment was the wrestlers. So we would do that. And we just loved life because it was like, you know, sometimes three shows a day and you just hone your skills with some excellent workers. And we met them the nights through there. I found out they're doing auditions for the fighting of my family movie. So again, like not even just, I showed up and I had to audition for it. So they had 
a ring up there and they did a bunch of moves and you had to do all these things while people were watching you. And then you had to do basically a promo video, like a promo, cut a promo for a wrestling thing. So um, Stephen Merchant, the, the comedian, actor, you know, director, everything, he was there in front of a camera and you just, you had to do a promo. So I did a promo about being Donald Trump's best friend or something like that. Cause it was, you know, in the back of my mind. And then you get the call. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they picked you. You're in the movie. I'm like, this is incredible. So you show up on the set and they didn't tell you exactly what's going on. They said, yeah, that one day there's yeah, Florence Pugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She made it a, a big name for herself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. One of the first big roles in there. I am right there. Yeah. All the, all the celebrities right there side by side, all the big names uh and so you show up at this it was look it was you know a studio which was supposed to be the developmental for wwe it was in one corner and then you saw a ring and it was supposed to be backstage for the tryouts and they give you scripts and then um there was one one of the wrestlers like oh i got lines in the movie i got lines in the movie and then he read the lines out it's about having his own action figure i was like oh it's like, man, I wish I had those lines because I'm obsessed with my own action figure. Aw. And then they're like, no, no, they're not for new. They're for, they're for this guy. The point is, like, oh, fate, fate has intervened. I've got lines in a movie. What is going on? It's about having your own action figure. This is before I had my own action figure. And like, the world is a crazy, crazy place. So they're like, no, no, it's for you, kid. You, you have the lines. So then you're like, okay. So we did one day where we paired off and we just did wrestling moves all over and over and over again for 12 hours just because they had to keep changing the camera angle around it how movies are made so we're just doing a sequence of wrestling moves over and over and over and over and over then the next day we did the lines and insane you know vince vaughn hollywood celebrity shows up i'm like vince vaughn vince vaughn's here and i've got lines with vince vaughn and the weird part is every time i said my line somebody come over like oh where are you from i was like well i'm born in canada like yeah we can kind of hear a canadian accent i was like because i'm from canada <laughs> I say the line again and they're like somebody else from the production's like what what's going on with your voice i'm like i'm canadian i don't know what, what do you want and I'm like yeah but this movie's set in the uk i'm like yeah but you gave me the job so i think on my audition, they thought, man, this guy has an amazing American accent. We gotta have him in the show. What a great actor. And said, it was just my actual accent. Yeah, yeah. So when the movie actually aired, cause I didn't know, once they kept saying that, I was like, oh, they're gonna cut my part, aren't they? Cause I know how movies work. Cause I've been in extra in these movies. Like, so I didn't want to put on a fake accent cause my fake UK accent is the worst. I would've been like, hello, Ravna. You're all right, mate, you're all right. <laughs> no, that's, that's gonna be it, I'm gonna be done. So I just kept saying the line the same way, the same way, and then didn't, see it until i was in the movies you know again sat in a the theater and i'm like i wonder if i'm actually going to get here and i warned everyone's like listen i know how movies work it's very likely you're not going to see me at all in this and then literally i've got lines but then when my voice comes out it's somebody else's voice so they dubbed over like a british voice so they took care of my accent by just dubbing over with somebody else and everyone who's sitting with me is just pointing laughing ah, ah, that's not your voice i'm like well what can you do so i mean it was amazing though like i'm just so happy that i was in the movie with Vince Vaughn talking about an action figure, you get to, it's just bizarre. And to see, like you said, Florence Pugh is one of the biggest stars in the world now. Vince Vaughn is, you know, a mega star. And then you got, you got me right there. Yeah. It's, you see Dwayne? Did you see The Rock? Uh, they they had a scene where they said, oh, The Rock's over there. So point and everyone look at The Rock. The Rock was supposed to say something to Vince Vaughn. And we all just looked in the corner like, oh, no, yeah, that's The Rock. And then The Rock wasn't actually there. So, so yeah, that was, I wanted to see how that worked out, but they just they didn't put the thing in. Yeah, yeah. Because so, like, The Rock was apparently supposed to say something, but he had been sitting in a chair in, like, Hollywood, and we were, like, London. Yeah, yeah. So, so he wasn't there. But I met The Rock before, and he's super awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool, man. Yeah, just the fact you've got to do all this in your life, Joey. 
all the accomplishments you've managed to do it's, it's just amazing and thank you thank you for telling just yeah. so many story because i know you've been in the wrestling biz for so many years but just going into other things as well living your dream man that's, that's yeah nobody, nobody can take that away from you just that's the accomplishments it. you've made man it's it's really inspiring that's why I keep saying it's like I should write a book how to do everything you want in your life but not make much money doing it but not get rich doing you've it done, you've done amazing you've done amazing man it, it's it's so cool to hear. now I went I did some digging on your profile from some more photos I'm just gonna if you don't mind if you don't mind you're not, you're not, you're not naked in any of these or anything so don't worry too much but yeah just one photo I did see I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it and just say, you know, see what you say what you see basically. <laughs> yeah, the holster. That is like a dream come true too. That that me and the holster because um I've been a Hulkamaniac my whole entire life. I recently put it on my Instagram too. There's a picture of me. The first time I'm ever on a stage, I was at the McDonald's and Ronald McDonald showed up and he brought me up on the stage. I have a Hulkamania t-shirt, I have a Hulkamania button and I'm doing the double biceps. I'm like, whoa, to come from there to like this moment is just insane. And that is just through, again, a series of events through wrestling. I met the right people and then they said, hey, have you ever met Hulk Hogan? It's like literally, literally through all the people I've met, the one person I've not met is Hulk Hogan. And then lo and behold, we get to meet the Hulkster and it was amazing and he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So cool. So I've met I've met Brett. I've met Brett. Like so obviously he was my icon. Couldn't string his sentence Ooh. together. I've said about this I've said about this before, Joey. I've met countless wrestlers. I didn't struggle with flair, but Brett is my ultimate. Man, I couldn't muster up a sentence. And his promoter at the time, who's actually, he, he passed away last year, sadly. Um, he called me Harvey Whippleman because I had a flat cap on. Hey, Harvey Whippleman, as I was queuing. I was like, cheers. Thanks for that, yeah. your mum going, It's just crazy. Like, the guys met Michaels, uh, the guys I used to go over to WrestleMania with, with the lads. Like, they, they couldn't, same thing with me, with Brett. They could not muster up a sentence. Yeah. Imagine having dinner with the Hart family, which we did. They invited us to dinner. Brett Hart's there. Like you said, and me and my brother are like, oh, oh, we're just like nodding. And, mm. Yeah, we went to dinner before. Owen Hart was still alive then. It was Brett, Owen, British Bulldog. Amazing. You know, Stu, Helen, and me and my brother just sitting there. <laughs> Moments you just can't put a price on. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean, man? They were all still still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet the stories that night were cool. Just oh, yeah. Listening oh, yeah. to it all going on, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Joey. Just, I know the wrestling business has changed, you know, a lot. Just a few tips for guys that are coming into the business. Maybe guys who are working regionally. You know, some, some advice from you, man, because you've been synonymous with the business for so, so long. You've done so much. So, yeah, I know young guys in the business would love to hear your tips, Joey Knight's tips. Uh, what gets you by, like, stay open so if somebody comes up with some suggestions be open to suggestions because they could change the course of your career in a really good way don't be too big-headed that will kill it right away because i still go to like i still do wrestling shows and stuff and i see guys just with a big head do not be humble humble will get you so far and a smile will get you so far like i said i we were not the biggest guys we're not the most buff guys but we are friendly, nice guys who were open to suggestions and we did stuff and then we got booked for the next show and the next show. But I'm telling you every time, and we worked for even like Offa and WXW, so one of the hugest names, always remember the time we walked in there and they're like, oh, 
are you sure we should take these give, give these kids a match and then afterwards we were family all of a sudden they're like oh you guys are great because we're nice humble if they said something we did it like you know what i mean within reason so that's a huge thing and then like i'm i am the walking poster boy for don't give up do not give up on yourself so many people i knew is like oh i hit 30 i'm going to quit oh i hit 35 i'm going to quit there's no there's no limit on what you can do especially now you can be any size any shape like wwe is far more open to sizes and shapes than when we were there so just don't give up on yourself because you never know the next day you might get your own action figure be in a movie whatever i keep thinking that it's like if i had the mentality of those guys we're like oh no you know what i'm x amount of age i better quit i wouldn't have all this cool stuff because i just don't give up on myself that's a huge thing yeah full steam well, ahead, you know don't don't look at maybe if it's been a negative thing bring bring the positive out of it maybe you know don't don't be swayed and come out the business that's what i'm taking away from what you're saying yeah and then and then little victories don't always be like because like i said in our head we were always like we weren't always like we have to be wwe taking champions or whatever like let's have matches let's get in pwi 500 which we did which that was like a huge thing like let the inner the inner fan come through and just tick stuff off not for a monetary thing or popularity or fame or booking wise just what matters to you and that's like i said that's some of the stuff that mattered to that kid yeah do a good service to the kid inside your heart still and you'll be all right yeah yeah amazing great tips uh, great advice joey before we go just where we can find you where the listeners and viewers can find you and fans can find you in media mom yeah all nighters on on facebook all nighters all nighters insta on instagram that's where i do all like all the stuff and i'm every match i've had of like getting digitized or whatever and putting it on there so you can see like chronological history of joe Vereen and the sexy monkey and their careers so that's going on my instagram i got TikTok now too because my kid grayson or grayson wayne who is obviously named after batman characters he's got like 25 million views on TikTok. so i was like i gotta get on TikTok now because i taught him his first words his first word was batman but not just batman batman in the batman voice so he's like his little kid voice like who's this again it's like batman. and he's like you know a year old so that like went viral recently so he's at like 27 million hits or something amazing so TikTok is all-nighters as well so i kind of ride my kids coattails <laughs> veteran pro wrestler actor the man has had toys wrestling figures brought out the fan in him you just tell just amazing pinch yourself moments on this episode today it's mr joey knight longtime pro wrestler Fantastic. Thank you for coming on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today for episode 148. It's been my pleasure. Having me. Loved it. Glad we had to do it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Take care, everyone, and thank you for listening and viewing. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.